Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. A one-man war on perversion led by a school teacher with a heart of gold. And then we take a look at the creature known as Corona Chan. Is it possible for a group of internet users to create a god bent on destroying the world? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, too. So, guys, let's go ahead. Let's hop in the Carpenter Copter. We are flying all the way to Madison East High School in Wisconsin. Madison East. Ma- That's not really a chanting school, is it? You really... Maddie East. Maddie... I guess you could do that, right? But anyways, we're flying over the school of Madison East High School. It's December 2019. Now, if you go to this high school... Or if you live in this town, you already know this story. But if you don't, if you're not one of the 800 people who live in Madison East, you have no idea what's going on. Helicopter. We're going to land in the middle of school. And I'll hop on off, right? And there we meet a young teacher, David Cruchin. He's 37 years old, which I guess isn't that young. But he's young at heart. So we're like, David, it's nice to meet you. And he's like... It's kind of weird that you flew here in a helicopter and landed it in our school, but it's nice to meet you too. And we shake hands. A very strong grip. I'm like, hmm, surprisingly strong. You're not some sort of vigilante, are you? And he's like, well, let's find out together if I am. <laughs> because he doesn't know what's going to happen yet. Now, he does these field trips, right? He's like an economics teacher or some, some, something like that. Something nerdy that I didn't bother to write down in my notes. But he does these field trips. Now, he has, like, this business club. This th- th- he, Okay, so the fact that he's a vigilante comes out later. Right now, he's just a big old nerd. Because he has business club field trips. Where do you go? Like, behind, like, to the, the accountant at Denny's? Like, where would you go on a business club field? Oh, look at me. I'm at a bank. Just, like, standing behind the counter. Like, where would, that's the lamest field trip. At least Future Farmers of America, you get to see, like, horses kick people into being idiots. Like, uh, Like, that's cool. Like, you go to Future Farmers of America, and, like, baby cows pop out all the time, and you're like, hmm, and then you're trying to climb inside the cow to see if you'll fit. The farmer's chasing you around with a pitchfork. Could you do that? Because cows are pretty big. Like, a baby cow is pretty big, right? So if a baby cow popped out of a cow... Then I know I couldn't because I'm too brawny, too muscular. Could you fit a human-sized baby cow? Can you fit a human the size of baby cow inside the cow? Now I know when the cow's not pregnant, that would be impossible, right? At least I hope so. I mean, that would be actually a really maybe that's where the idea for a Trojan horse came from. Some guy, some guy was on the beach of ancient Greece and a cow gave birth and then some kids like bored and he climbs inside the cow and the cow starts like running around and this, this Greek, uh, this Greek general is like, hmm, how can I scale this up? 
they build a giant uterus into the Trojan horse. They're all sliding in. They're like, dude, we could have just put a door. He's like, nah, it's, it's better this way. Because everything opens up, right? This isn't an episode about cows giving birth, so I might as well get back on track. Anyways, the whole time I'm talking about it, Dave, it's like, it's a business club field trip. We meet stockbrokers and small business people and stuff like that. I'm like, small business people? Are they like tiny little people? Dude, can we put them in cows? He's like, no. So anyways, he takes these kids. Now, this usually, because, you know, we're in an age where we want to encourage young women to strive for the stars, right? Smash that glass ceiling and become like CEOs and stuff. So he focuses on young women, okay, going to into businesses. So he has this business club field trip, and they go to Minnesota, you know, the the business capital of the world. If you want to be a high-level businessman, you got to go to Minnesota. And you know what? They're going to change it to women's soda because these girls are fierce. And with the help of David, they're going to change the system. So they go on a field trip to Minnesota. All the girls there are young. They're about 15 to 17. And he's like, let's change the system, girls. Smash that glass ceiling and... Do other platitudes. And the girls are like, yay, we we love platitudes. We love platitudes. And they all go to their respective hotel rooms. This girl's walking around the hotel room. And she's like, oh, you know what I got to do? I got really got to poop. I got to poop, right? So she goes into the bathroom. She's going to get ready to poop. And she sees this little air freshener can on the shelf, on the thing that the sink, sink, that's the word I'm looking for. She sees air freshener. And she goes, you know what? Before I poop, I want to freshen the air. And she presses the top to freshen the air, and it falls apart. Which would be shocking, would be the most shocking thing. You go, you're like, oh man, you know what? I'm going to get a cookie. You reach your hand in a cookie jar, cookie jar just disintegrates. It would be odd. Shocking to say the least. But what falls apart to reveal a hidden camera, wires, and batteries. She runs to David's room. David, David, I just found something in my bathroom. I pressed this air freshener can... And it fell apart. There's this camera in it. And he's like, oh my god. are you? These young women are just trying. They're just trying to be business leaders. And evil men. So he runs into the bathroom. And he finds this camera. Disguised as an air freshener. And he's like, no. You were supposed to only freshen the air. But instead, a pervert built you. And then he runs each room he an air freshener also in these girls bathrooms oh you perverts and then he runs downstairs and he goes i want to see the manager he goes to the bellhop i want to see the manager he puts these down he goes these are obviously fake there's no such air freshener known as watch you it's usually like febreze right or glade and these ones they have a little beeping red light now they weren't that obvious They, they didn't say watch you but he takes him down. He goes, these are cameras. What are you doing? How dare you have these in my girls' rooms? And the staff obviously is like, what are you, what are you talking about? Ugh, you simpletons. He runs upstairs and he's like, girls, let me check your room because there might be other horrible stuff in there. And they're like, oh, thank you, David. Thank you. And he's running through the room. He's looking. He's like, that's odd. This thermostat seems tilted. <laughs> Rips it off the wall. Video camera. Hmm, based on my knowledge of smoke detectors, there shouldn't be one in the shower. Hmm, rips it off, 
video cameras. So there are video cameras in the air fresheners and in the smoke detectors and in the thermometers, like the wall thermometers, not like butt thermometers. That would be a weird place to put a camera. I guess I shouldn't say weird because we're talking about perverts. It would be a hard place to put a camera. He takes all the stuff and he sees a security guard walking through the hallway and he's like, stop, good doer. Can you dispose of these evil, evil devices? Also, you should check everywhere for more of these cameras because right now the working theory is that these cameras could be anywhere. They happen to be in all these girls' rooms, but they could, every room could have been infiltrated with these cameras. And security guard goes, yes, sir. I will be your sidekick. I will be secure a boy and we will take care of this. And now, and, and then he rushes downstairs. And at this point, the police have showed up and David's like walking down the stairs all dramatically. He's like, law enforcement officers, do not worry. I've taken care of this situation. I have got all the cameras. No longer are these young women assembled in front of us being videotaped by a pervert. And the police officers go, hey, dude, can we, can we, can we see your phone? Can we, like, check out your phone, dude? What? Officers? Would Commissioner Gordon ask Batman if he could go through his cell phone? Well, yeah, but this isn't Gotham City, dude, so we want to have an investigation. It's a little weird that there are secret cameras in these girls' rooms, right? Well, of course, officers. Now, was there any secret cameras in your room? Uh, (laughs) So the cops... Start talking to this guy, and they go, so do you, they weren't in your room, but you got these other ones. Yes, yes, I got these air fresheners, and I got, I also found them in thermostats and smoke detectors, and the police go, oh, can we see those? He goes, well, I gave them to the security guard. And they go, what security guard? (laughs) The guy he described didn't exist. The security guard he described didn't exist. He goes, he was seven feet tall and made of metal. He didn't exist. So now the cops are completely suspicious of him. Sir, can we please see your phone? So he finally does give his phone up to the police. And they find that he is a member of a website that sells hidden cameras in the shapes of air fresheners, thermostats, and smoke detectors. David was not the hero all along. No, 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 no. He was the villain. He's a villain who's currently facing federal child porn charges. And three felony in the state of Minnesota, that was the federal charge in the state of Minnesota, three felony counts of interfering with the privacy of a minor under 18. What's interesting is his defense is, how can you be charged with child pornography if you have no video or photos? That's what his lawyer's defense is on those federal charges. How can you, how can you charge, there's no, been no video recovered, no photos recovered at all. So how can you charge him with this? If you have no pics, you must acquit. It's kind of the argument there. But they really should just charge him with attempting to create child porn or whatever. I'm sure there's other ways around that. But the prosecutors are basically saying there's pro- there probably was video footage. Oh, oh, and I guess I should say that this isn't the only time that he did this. They were able to link him to doing this to like two or three other previous field trips. And he was assistant coach of the girls tennis team. But I am always interested in the mental states of people in high anxiety situations. Because I tend to just keep going. Like, I have this normal thing. And then afterwards, after I analyze the situation, I go, man, why wasn't I more panicked? Like, that seems like it should have been a high panic thing. David's in his room doing whatever weirdo stuff perverts do when they're alone. Well, I'm sure we know what they do when they're alone. But he's in the room. Young girl knocks on his door. He's like, ooh, yes. But... 
she comes to the door and she goes, teacher, teacher, I found a secret camera in my... What must have been going through his head when this young girl comes through holding a device he bought and saying, look at what I found. Like, you have to imagine his mental state was all over the place. The, the jig is up at that point. He was really having to pedal really, really hard just to keep the bike moving at that point. That's an analogy I just made up. You like it? Also, I have to wrap the story up like this. To perverts everywhere, and to really people who build products that appeal to perverts, because normal people don't buy hidden cameras in the shape of air fresheners. If you're going to put a hidden camera in something, don't make the button that makes the item useful also be the button that opens it up. Don't have that be how you open the device. That should be Creepy Pervert 101, but apparently it wasn't, and David is facing a lot of time. I all So that's that story. Um, there's a weird aside to that story, too. That story was full of weird asides, but I was reading in one of the articles, they said, During his first day of, not trial, but, you know, like, trying to do the hearing to, like, figure out what the charges are going to be and all that stuff, a bunch of his female students were in the back of the galley crying. What? And the article didn't, they didn't interview any of them. Were they crying because the event was so traumatic? Were they crying because they really liked this guy? Were they crying because they thought the charges were false? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they were just all having a bad day. (laughs) Oh, no, someone ran over my pet turtle. And I'm also in this trial. It's just happenstance. Odd story nonetheless. But who knows? Who knows? If something amazing happens, we'll revisit it. But for right now, let's leave behind David and his crying cadre of young victims. That sounded creepy. <laughs> that was a horrible transition. And we're headed off to someone's bedroom. Okay? <laughs> creepy segues, Jason. What's going on here? There's a guy... Typing on his computer. Typing, typing. Sounds like a bunch of horses galloping, but it's not. It's fingers hitting the keyboard. And he's like, you've heard the intro, but so you know where this is going, but I'm still going to build the suspense. This guy's typing on the keyboard. Not enough people have died. <laughs> Apparently Yoda uses 4chan now. Not enough people have have died from this disease. No, no. Guy's typing into the computer. No, we must work. Okay, fine. I'm just <laughs> I don't know why I was even doing that intro. Let's just skip it. Let's just get, get into it. So Yoda, Yoda, where he goes back to wherever Dagobah. He's not from Dagobah, but he goes back to wherever. Sorry, Yoda. Maybe you'll make an appearance in a future episode. Anyways, anyways, so maybe Yoda will make an appearance. My Yoda impression is pretty spot on, if I do say so myself. But but so let's just forget that whatever weird gimmick that was. In 2014, there was the Ebola virus, one of the several Ebola virus outbreaks. And people on 4chan thought it was hilarious, you know, a bunch of people dying from this disease that makes you poop out blood. I w- Now, it's funny because I was actively using 4chan at the time. And when I was researching this story, I had to go to knowyourmeme.com. And they were presenting it in a completely different light. Totally whitewashing the whole thing. I was using 4chan all the time back then. So I know what the intent was. Know your meme is like, that's not what they meant. You you should be ashamed of yourself to think otherwise. So let me go ahead and give you an overview, though, of what Ebola chan is. The idea is this. What, What Yoda was doing was he was trying to get people online, specifically 4chan, to say... Thank you, Ebola Chan. Or, I love you, Ebola Chan. 
And you're like, wait, what? First off, why was Yoda involved in this in any way, shape, or form? Secondly, what? Who's he? What is a bola chan? Why are they? Th- We've talked about tulpas on the show before. We've talked about, I, I have a hard time pronouncing, but Aragors? Aragors? These are thought forms. These are things that you can, with enough concentration, enough meditation, enough dedication, you can create a nation of hypnotization. Never mind, I'm going to stop doing that. Basically, you create something in real life. So we've talked about Tulpas before. That guy made a cartoon character but forgot to add the arms and legs for some reason and it was flopping around on his ground. With that, I'm going to leave it at that. You can go listen to that episode. Just type in Tulpa into the search engine on my website. The idea is that you could create this personification of something. Now, on 4chan in 2014, you had the Ebola virus. And so people on 4chan thought it would be funny to turn the Ebola virus... This is where it gets interesting. I was actively using 4chan a lot back then. And what I remember and what knowyourmeme.com is reporting are two completely different things. If you go to knowyourmeme.com and you type in Ebola Chan, they're like, oh, it was this thing on 4chan where they were telling people, if you say, I love Ebola Chan, you won't get the Ebola virus because people were afraid that the Ebola virus was going to travel around the world. And it was just a way to protect themselves. That's 100% not true at all. I was active on quite a few boards back then. Nowadays, I'm mostly just on paranormal and fit. That is not what the intent of Ebola Chan was. It was not a protection spell. The idea was this. they want, And I think I might have mentioned this on an early episode. People on 4chan... It started on 4chan. It branched off from there, but people wanted to create a living personification, a new god of Ebola, that would then travel the world causing death and destruction. The way they personified it was an attractive female nurse whose hair ended in what looked like the Ebola virus under a microscope. So it was like this anime drawing, and she had like a little blood drop on her hat. She was wearing a white nurse's uniform, and she just kind of danced around, or just stood there, or whatever. It's a drawing. And you would say, I love you, Ebola-chan, because you were trying to create more power to the virus. We've talked about thought forms on the show before. We've talked about positive thinking, the science of getting rich, visualization. That was this, but they wanted to do it on a massive scale. Could you either, one, spread the Ebola virus through thought, or two, create a living embodiment of Ebola-chan, some sort of demi-god, that could then travel through Africa and then eventually the world. And, and I remember on 4chan, some people just wanted it to ravage Africa. This conspiracy theory may actually have gotten people killed in real life. Because you had people in Africa who were already very, very suspicious of the white doctors in the area. And they would say, hey, listen, our village was doing fine. Ebola was over there. A bunch of white doctors show up. Now Ebola's in our village. And the doctors go, no, 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 no. We were tracking the illness. We knew it was going to come to your village. We got here just in time. And the people in the village are like, hmm, awfully convenient. Awfully convenient. And then this 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 idea of Ebola-chan, this drawing, people would do shrine. I remember people posting on 4chan. Shrines they would make to Ebola Chan and they would mix their blood, they would mix their semen and they'd put it on the shrine and there are all these photos. Those photos were getting published in newspapers in Africa saying this is what the white people are trying to do to us. We need to rise up and fight back. Otherwise they're going to wipe us all out. So 
it's very likely that at least one doctor got his head caved in because of this conspiracy theory. Now, I think with most stuff on 4chan, these guys are joking around. But what I've also seen being on 4chan for quite a long time is that you have 99% of the people joke around. One person takes it super seriously and goes out and does something really dumb. And then the people who are just joking around joke about that and then they just go on with their lives. And then they eventually leave 4chan and do something else. And the new people come and they'll be like, oh, you missed the good old days when people used to talk about this or that. And then some guy posted a photo of himself killing his girlfriend. And we all laughed. And it's just this cycle that goes on. Now that's that's the darker side of all this stuff is the darker side of 4chan. I think 4chan, like any, like Reddit has it too, has a good side and a bad side. But this Ebola chan thing was super popular on the politically incorrect board and on the paranormal board back in 2014. That was the whole idea behind it. Now, like I said, know your meme is like, no, it was harmless. What's going on now is Corona chan. Now, Corona chan's basically the same thing. Very attractive drawing of an anime character. She has little headbands that look like the coronavirus. She's holding a Corona beer. And she's like, don't you love me? And it's the same thing. Now, I don't spend nearly as much time on 4chan as I used to. But I can imagine that she's pretty much running around the same boards as she was back then. I haven't really seen her pop up on the X board because I do go there every once in a while. And this is actually this Chris, founder of the Golden Rabbit Army. He was like... Do some more stuff about Corona Chan. So Corona Chan, now this story, it's basically the same thing. There's photos of them together and they're like, hey, don't you want to party? And it's a thing that I think it's a, it's a, it's on one hand, it's kind of a funny, goofy thing where someone's like, wouldn't it be wacky if people actually worship these diseases? That's one, one angle of it. I think it started off as trolling. Someone came up with this stuff and said, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we took this horrible disease, and turned it into an attractive character. And then someone else goes, you know what would be even funnier? If we could meme this character into becoming someone's waifu. Someone actually being attracted to this. And I, I honestly think that's where, I think My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, I think Bronies, all came out of a troll. I think six people got together and thought, wouldn't it be funny if we talked about how great the show was? And they created an entire economy and fan base. I truly believe that. Obviously, Ebola-chan was not as successful as Friendship is Magic, but I think it's the same push. I think people go, this would be funny. Because the internet, so much of it is powered by trolling. And then people take it super seriously. I think the first pictures of shrines were probably LARPs. People said, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we had this picture of Ebola-chan? And then, like, threw some quote-unquote blood on it. And then later on, you got people who were really into it. 99% of it is trolling, and then you just have 1% of it that takes it super seriously. Like, spooky super seriously. But here's the thing. This is what we got to look at. Is it possible? Is what... Let's take what my experience is with Ebola Chan and uh, what's maybe going on with Corona Chan, where you could have a group of people worship a disease. Could you create a thought form of a disease? Everyone is scared of Ebola. So people are constantly thinking about it. It might just be in the back of some people's minds. Definitely when it flares up, people are worried about it. We've done several episodes of Ebola on the show. Right now, everyone's thinking about coronavirus. My family in Sacramento were shopping for masks. I was like, guys, whatever. Don't worry about it. (coughs) As I cough and die. People are thinking about the coronavirus. It's it's so much mental energy is going into it. All you're doing is pushing it slightly. 
at any given point during your day, there's probably three to four billion people who are thinking about coronavirus right now in some fashion. And so if you have like this wave of energy coming through the universe, whoa, 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 half the human population, let's say three and a half billion at any given time, whoa, 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 whoa. And then you have five to 10 million people taking that wave and focusing it. You're still having a lot of energy just kind of shooting out, but you can get that focus to a small province in China, creating a thought form, taking actual death, taking an actual biological entity inside someone. Is it possible for that thought form to become real? Is it possible that with all that focus and all that mind power, even though even though most of the population are unaware of Corona Chan, they're just afraid of a virus that may destroy them, kill them and their families. Even though the people who are aware of the coronavirus, 99% of them think it's be a funny joke to focus and try to create this thought form. And you have 1% who are 100% dedicated to creating this chaos god of death. Is it possible that somewhere in China, this form is being created? It's incredibly, incredibly unlikely. But this is... It's one of those things, like, I love investigating all this stuff. Love aliens and ghosts and paranormal conspiracies. But this is one of those things that I truly hope isn't true. I truly hope is just a fool's errand. Because I get it. It's funny. People want to see if you can actually get people to start worshipping this drawing or make it your waifu or just to troll people. I get it. I get the humor behind it. But as someone who believes in the paranormal, there is a a concern that it could actually be true. That you have the person drawing the picture and you have the people laughing about the picture and you have the people using the meme. And the 1% that take it super seriously spend all their time and mental energy and they build these shrines and they make these sacrifices and they put everything forth to create this god. And you have the billions of people that are already worried about the virus. Then you have the millions of people who are worshipping it as a joke. And then you have the 10,000 people that are really, really, really putting energy into it. And all of those things cascading into a young girl being born in the city of Wuhan. Underneath the most dire of circumstances. Not a lot of food. Not a lot of medicine. Sickness all around her. And this child who would not have been conceived under any other means is basically created as a thought form inside of a woman. And she gives birth to what seems like a human child, but is really a creation of the mental powers of billions of people. That terrifies me. Because I think it might be possible. And this child could grow up and appear to be totally normal. And then one day, activate. The question everyone has is, why are we here? What are we doing here? What is our destiny? But to this girl who may be born nine months from now, her destiny was created by us. Her destiny is to kill us all. 
deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. But I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.